solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. This is the first day of training camp for the Houston Texans. So, you know, John, some sports guy Hickman, which that's who I am. Cody Davis got to break you off proper alike. Before we get into the Texans, I want to let you know about the NBA live draft show. NBA draft GOAT, Chad Ford. And Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Bill Barr. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow the Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Cody, what's going on? You will be at training camp. This will be an, an exciting day. We got releases. We got trades. We got Deshaun Watson back at practice. <laughs> we got it all. Yes, sir. And for this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, I'm actually going to let you guys hear a little bit of my exclusive one-on-one interview with Texan safety Justin Reed. On today, I had an opportunity to drop my exclusive interview with him, a part of USA Today Texans Wire. You guys can go out and check that entire interview out. It is called Pass Off with Justin Reed. You guys can go check out and hear everything that he has to say, read everything that he has to say about this upcoming season. But I just wanted to just highlight some key points of that interview so you guys can actually hear the excitement and the determination that he has for this upcoming season. And then to close out the show, of course me and john are going to do some analyzing on how great this safety core can actually be especially under new defensive coordinator lovey smith but first today is the very first day of texans training camp and we have some news we want to share with you guys to get this show kicked off right now the biggest news regarding the houston texans well possibly the second biggest news regarding the houston texans as of right now is randall cobb and look ladies and gentlemen as john and i are recording this podcast as of right now there are ongoing trade talks regarding the packers and the texans because as we reported on yesterday the packers have interest in bringing back randall cobb who spent eight seasons with that organization and i'm pretty sure i would not be surprised by the time you guys hear this podcast there is a great possibility that that deal will be finalized as of right now i think the only thing that is holding back the trade is randall cobb's contract situation because he is due somewhere in the ballpark of of 8.2 million dollars for this upcoming season and green bay is trying to figure out how they're going to work that in their salary cap space we looked at this from a financial standpoint on yesterday john but really quick before moving on I do like this trade for the Packers and for the Houston Texans because this actually gives them the opportunity to see what they have in their young guys, especially Nico Collins and Anthony Miller. Plus, that means that the Texans will be going into training camp with a total of 11 wide receivers on this roster because as of right now, they have 12. My goodness. My goodness. Hey, and, and don't forget that. Dante Moncrief was also released by the Houston Texans as well. And I thought Moncrief would be one of those players that will receive an opportunity to play ball. And I'll get into him a little bit uh, shortly. But for Ronda Carbon makes 
perfect sense to go back home. Uh, I just don't see Houston, you know, well, actually, I don't see Green Bay accepting him back. Even with Aaron Rodgers' last dance, getting his boy back, you know, I don't see them accepting that trade without Houston paying some of that salary. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think right now, you know, at the time of this recording, they're just mashing out the numbers, crunching it. Okay, Houston, you take on $3 million and then we'll take on the following 5.2 or whatever the case is. And then, of course, they would, you know, take care of the roster bonus, I'm assuming, and things of that nature. But uh, you got to be happy for him to call. You really have to be more so happy for these young receivers that are still, you know, just trying to find their way. We mentioned Kiki QT. He's one of those players where I feel like he's just on their line. And I th- and you I know? also and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I do believe this move will help QT actually make the roster for this upcoming season because John, I know you've been a big believer in this that QT might not make the roster this year. And so when you look at Houston's wide receiver depth chart situation, just traded for Anthony Miller. And as I mentioned yesterday, you believe in him in some way, so you brought him in for a purpose. He will make the roster, I believe. I uh, just mentioned Kiki QT, one of those players that's teetering on. Isaiah Coulter is another player. Chris Conley is one of those players. They got 11 receivers as of right now heading into training camp. That's exactly what Houston has wanted this entire time because that's a lot of competition. Uh, I don't want to go back and forth on who I would believe will be a lock-in to make it. I think the conversations that we had last week of who can, who can is good. I don't see too many lock-ins outside of Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins because they were actually wanted after Houston reconstructed Cooks' deal early in the offseason. But for Dante Moncriven, I thought he would have an opportunity to at least show that he can still play ball for the Houston Texans. And uh, his deal actually, with him getting released, it actually doesn't do much for Houston at all. Uh, when we look at his contract situation, Moncrief doesn't affect the Texans' remaining salary cap. His contract was outside of the top 51. However, his $50,000 signing bonus will remain as dead money. I'm not sure if Houston is trying to facilitate trades or facilitate releases in order to kind of put them in a situation to where uh, they can be more so over the cap in case Deshaun is traded. They'll be able to still have money to make moves. I'm not sure. I think that's something we need to keep our eye on. But a couple of moves made for this wide receiver room, which is a position group that I thought needed an upgrade anyways. I didn't think they brought in too many dynamic receivers. I thought they brought in some formidable guys. But with your quarterback situation, I think you need a receiver who can flat out go get it. You're not playing. You're not going to have Deshaun Watson on the field, at least what we believe. You know, I I like the moves and hopefully Randall Cobb can get back to Green Bay, and Houston doesn't have to give up too much or sacrifice too much to move on from him. I can't wait to see what Houston gets in return, though. And speaking of the Texans quarterback situation, the NFL said their investigation on Deshaun Watson remains ongoing and open, and there are no restrictions on Deshaun Watson participating in club activities. As we know, the Texans are set to begin their training camp today. Nobody knows whether or not Deshaun is going to be on that field. However, it is going to be the call of the Houston Texans. John, if I'm a betting man, if I was betonline.ag, I would actually 
put that bet out there for people to make some money on. But if I was a betting man, I would bet that the Texans will not have Deshaun Watson out on that field today. If they do, I will be in total shock. I hope that he's out there on that field. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. He's largely the reason why Houston is in this place, in the, you know, in this situation in the first place. Go out there and take the heat. It's already going to be Houston hot tomorrow. That Texas heat going to be on your neck. Go ahead and take that heat, man. You know, I'm not even asking for him or do I care to, for him to answer questions by the media or any of that. But Deshaun, last year you were a leader of men. And you still have players in that locker room that really want to play with you. We've seen uh, different sources come out about how players feel about the possibility of Deshaun staying and playing for Houston. Go out there at least and be with him, man. I think the way he's handled this entire situation from the jump of his legal situation, from his legal issues, playing it quiet, that's fine, man. You know, I'm I'm not one of those guys when there's a lot going on that's serious, I keep it quiet. So that's fine. But if you're going to report to training camp, don't just go to training camp and stay in the locker room, man. Come out. Come out. And I'm serious. Come out and let people see your face because you still got boys that want to rock with you in the midst of everything that's going on. The least you can do is roll with your boys. Whether you believe in Deshaun Watson will be on the field or not, if you're a betting man, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, your UFC, MMA action, boxing, and now NFL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore with the water boy. Get into the game right now. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. And continuing here with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, as John and I alluded to in the first segment. Today is the start of training camp for the Houston Texans. Now, I know heading into camp, heading into this upcoming season, there's a lot of uncertainty going on surrounding Deshaun Watson. But there's one thing John and I can be certain about, and that's the development in the play of Justin Reed. As I mentioned to you guys earlier, I had an opportunity to speak to Justin Reed about the upcoming season, how he feels in regards to his health. And I'm very excited to see what Justin Reed has in store for this organization for this upcoming season. You guys can read the entire interview on USA Today Texans Wire, but I only wanted to play a snippet of our interview so you guys can hear the emotion, so you guys can hear the determination and the excitement Justin Reed has heading into this 2021 training camp. So without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Justin Reed. Justin, coming into training camp, how are you feeling in regards to your health after having your season in early due to a hand injury? Um, yeah, well, the positive about my season ending early was it gave me a whole lot of time to get physically ready for this season. Um, so usually when you have major surgeries, which thumb wasn't the biggest one, um, that one had a pretty quick turnaround. Um, but even like when I had my shoulder two years ago, that usually takes two years to fully come back around in circle. So. I've had a lot of ample time this past offseason to really prepare myself 
and get my body physically ready to perform a 17 game season. And I'm feeling really good heading into this camp. Going into this season, you guys have a new defensive coordinator in Lovey Smith. Do you have somewhat of an excitement to play for a guy who is known to be a defensive minded coach, especially one like Lovey Smith, who has put together a very good track record for being a defensive minded coach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love I love Coach Smith. Um, his defensive scheme has been honestly really fun to be a part of. Um, he really preaches takeaways, getting at the ball, which we mm -hmm. obviously did not have enough of last year. I think we only had like a handful, you know what I mean? But you look at his track records when he's with the Bears and how many takeaways teams in this past have done. He really emphasizes getting the ball, punching the ball out, interception, having eyes on the ball, um, big cover two system coach, um, but also has a ability to mix in other coverages just to keep it confusing for opposing offenses, but his biggest thing is making them all look the same um, so that offensive quarterbacks don't get those pre-snap reads. Um, he's a really um, exciting coach to play for. Uh, you can already feel it that he knows how to get the best out of his players and he knows how to put guys in the right spots to make plays, which is what it's about at the end of the day. Last season, there was like a three-week stretch where we saw former defensive coordinator Anthony Weaver line you up in a couple of blitz packages, which also resulted in you recording the first two sacks of your career. With the success that you did have, would you prefer more opportunities to blitz or would you prefer or would you rather stay in the backfield and focus on making plays on a ball that way? Yeah, I feel like one of my strengths is I have some versatility to move around. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I like to do whatever is asked of me. Now, I really enjoy blitzing. I think it's a fun changeup. Mm -hmm. um, but I also know I have a strong presence when I play in the middle of the field in that deep high safety because of the range I have to get from sideline to sideline. So I'm a team player at the end of the day. Um, whatever Coach Lovey Smith asked me to do, I'm going to do it with 100% effort. And I'm going to do whatever is best for the team. So if that's a blitz, then it's a blitz. If it's a playback, I'm going to play back. Justin, we saw this roster undergo a lot of turnover this offseason, and one of the changes we saw was the departure of J.J. Watt. Now, I saw on social media that there were a couple of players on this roster who had an opportunity to get signed jerseys from Watt, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe you were one of the few players who actually got a signed jersey from Watt, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Could you share the message that he left behind to you? And how did that make you feel knowing that in three short years, you gained the respect of a future first ballot Hall of Famer like Watt? Um, yeah, he um, gave the jersey to me. He basically offered some words of encouragement, mm -hmm. said that it's kind of like a passing of the torch. Like it's your turn to be the leader of this team and lead guys in the right direction. Um, and I got to watch him do it for three years and seeing the way that he did it. And, you know, learned under the, the strategies he's used to be the professional that he is, um, to be the first ballot Hall of Famer that he is, like you mentioned. Um, and I get to take that and I get to use that going forward and be the, you know what I mean, make it my own and be my own version of that for this upcoming year. Last question before getting out of here. Over the weekend, we had an opportunity to see the Texans upgrade their facility, especially that locker room. Justin, how do you feel about that new locker room, especially with the McNair's deal for you guys? Oh, yeah, man, it's sick. Like, I felt like I was in a college locker room, man. Like, <laughs> this, must what, this must be what it feels like to, like, go to Clemson or, you know what I mean, or mm -hmm. something like that, where they really – I expect us to have, like, a slide going out to the practice field next after walking through there. <laughs> um, but, you no, know, a lot of credit to the McNair family. Um, they put a lot of money and effort into the new facilities it came out really really nice um so just can't thank them enough and show enough gratitude for what they did for the football team in doing that
Thank you so much, Justin, for your time. I really appreciate you speaking with me here with USA Today, Texans Wire, and of course, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Justin, hopefully I get an opportunity to see you on Wednesday, and good luck for the remainder of the season. Absolutely, bro. Did you know Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they're passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Bill Bar flavors, you're missing out on amazing flavors like mint brownie, raspberry, and double chocolate, to say the least. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all of the flavors or if you want to try all of the flavors and don't want to pay for each box, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Once again, that was only a portion of my interview with Texan safety Justin Reed. Once again, you guys can check out the full interview on USA Today Texans Wire that was published early this morning. But, John, when you hear Reed talk about how excited he is to play under Lovey Smith, do that give you a sense of confidence within yourself that we are going to see a better version of this safety core than what we saw in 2020? Yes, absolutely. Let me tell you why. I think I think what we have here in Houston, Houston may find themselves in a positive conundrum. Uh, the reason why I say that, so I will linebacker core. We got a lot of guys that have to either transition into a 4-3 DN or a lot of situational linebackers. And Zach Cunningham, as athletic and as great as he is, you know, he's a tackle machine. I am looking for him to become a better pass coverage linebacker, but I don't see a huge jump. So I asked myself a couple of years ago, you know who Houston had on their roster that was really good playing in the box? Jalila Dye, who was also a safety. Uh, there was Tom Tashawn Gibson, played in the box. And I'm looking at this for this defensive depth chart. You got Lonnie Johnson who is a strong safety, and I believe he would have a better year. Justin Reed, who you just spoke to. The Texans also brought in Terrence Brooks. Houston may find themselves in a situation where they may use, and I, I would expect Lonnie Johnson to be this safety, but they may use Lonnie Johnson and rotate him out with Justin Reed to play more of that down-in-the-box safety at times to create pressure. Because what did Justin Reed say in an interview? Lovey Smith's biggest emphasis right now is not getting three turnovers on a year. We need turnovers. He has emphasized turnovers. And that's been one of Lovey Smith's, how can I put it, calling cards since he's entered the NFL. You know, he Peanut Tillman had all those uh, fumbles years ago. Uh, that Detroit, I'm sorry, that Chicago Bear defense 
was consistently able to create turnovers. And I, and I think that they were so good at all phases that it was easier for them. But Levy Smith's challenge will be putting these players in the best position, as Eric Reese said, to succeed and create. I'm sorry, Justin Reese said to succeed and create turnovers. And I and I, I love the idea of playing one of those safeties more so down in the box at times, in certain situations to create that pressure. Justin Reed in that three week span had those two sacks, as you mentioned when you discussed with him, Cody. I think this safety unit will be tremendously better than what we saw last year. I'm hoping that everybody stays healthy. The two, the second to third year jump for Lonnie Johnson and being at that position for a full year, he got better throughout the year last year as the time went on, bringing in Terrence Mitchell, uh, Terrence Brooks rather, they did bring in Terrence Mitchell, but bringing in Terrence Brooks will be phenomenal for this team. I am interested to see how it all plays out. Because creativity, and not what Anthony Weaver was trying to do last year. I think I still think Anthony Weaver had his back against the wall. Bill O'Brien did not do him justice at all. But that creativity was creativity that he was trying to do on the fly with a team that was going through COVID and a lot of young players. This creativity is coming from training camp, offseason, preseason, and Lovey Smith, who's been in the NFL for over a decade that experience Houston will be in a better position with that safety unit the secondary overall you mentioned the secondary overall I'm going to say this defense overall because John I do believe that the talent that Nick Casario has added throughout the offseason plus the development of some of the young guys like Charles Minahu I think this defense is going to be a lot better this year versus from what we saw last year however Justin Reed to me is going to be the biggest X factor for this defense because unlike, as you mentioned, unlike what we saw from Anthony Weaver last season, I think Lovey Smith will have a better chance of utilizing Justin's versatility a lot more than what we saw throughout the first three years of his career. Plus, I also want to bring this up as well. Reed is entering a contract season. With him, like he mentioned, having that extra time off because his season ended early gave him more time to prepare his mind to prepare his body to to prepare himself physically for a 17 game season there's a lot on the line riding on justin reed for this upcoming season from the defense to him staying on his team as a foundational piece for this organization and john you know me one of the things that i've been preaching ever since the, the texans have started their rebuild is keeping and developing these young guys. I think the 2021 season is going to be a phenomenal year for Justin Reed, and I would not be surprised if we look back and say, this is the best version of Reed that we have seen. Justin Reed is one of the longest tenured Texans on this defense. Of course, J.J. Watt is gone, but led by Whitney Merciless. (laughs) You know, he's he's a, he's of course the longest tenured uh, Texan player on this defense and on the roster. Period. On, on the roster, period. But when I'm looking at this defense, defensive side of the ball, Winnie Mercer is, is the clear cut longest tenured, and then that's followed by players like Justin Reed and Zach Cunningham. Uh, also, 
Brandon Dunn has been on this roster for a couple of years as well. Uh, so he, I mean, he's a leader on this team. He's been in Houston for four years. He's going to his fourth year, as you mentioned. I wanted to mention that because Whitney Merciless first year in his contract situation, he balled out. Reed issue has been injuries, but I, I think that you know, I've been seeing him work out. I've been seeing him. I believe he changed his diet. Houston is going to lean on Reed a lot. Levy Smith is going to lean on Reed a lot because you've been here the longest. You have the most to prove. I think Reed is one of those tier two, like bottom tier two, top tier three safeties in the league. This can be a, a year for him to prove that he's a top two, top, top of the tier two safety, bottom of tier one safety. Uh, but Lovey Smith does have a talented player that he can utilize in three different phases for this Texas defense. And that journey of Justin Reed showcasing that he can be, like you mentioned, at bottom one tier, top of two tier safety in this league will begin today when training camp opens up, I believe around 945-ish, we will start seeing the players go out. But before the players hit the field, we will hear from Texans' new general manager, Nick Casario. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a lot to say about the Deshaun Watson situation. But it's going to be a very eventful day here for the city of Houston. And I can't wait to get started, man. Houston Texans football. <laughs> It's back. <laughs> it's back. And we're back with our third year part of the Locked On Texas podcast. Follow Locked On Texas at Locked On Texas on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Some Sports Guy and like us on Facebook at Locked On Texans as well. You know, he speaks at 845, right? Mm-hmm. You know who I can't wait here to speak? David Culley. David Culley, man. Hey, David. But he's David. speaking after practice, by the way. Right. And I, the reason why, and I'm going to say this and move on. We can talk about this after tomorrow. Uh, but the reason why I cannot wait to hear him speak is because, you know what? The ducking and dodging throughout the offseason, it got to end now. You're going to get those questions. It is what it is. I want to see how he faces this adversity because – this adversity is kind of minute to the adversity you're going to get when you're on like a five-game loser streak and people who didn't already believe in you don't believe you even more. So I, I want to see how he responds, and I also want to see how he flips it into the positive that came out of training camp for the first day. And you guys can find out what David Cully has to say if you follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. And stay out them Texas Twitter streets. Them Houston Twitter streets. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.